Hello, 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 and you're all very welcome. Hello. To the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature and wellness. And today we're going to be, among other things, focusing a bit on wellness because we're very lucky and very happy to have the lovely Una Hearn in with us, who is a wellness professional and a career and life coach. And she's also a writer and she's got a very interesting, a very interesting blog. Yeah, which I'll kind of show you here now. And Una is actually also an ME patient like myself. And here's her blog. And that's got lots of stuff. We were just chatting off the air there with her. And we're going to be sharing some of this stuff with you guys because she's got some really, really helpful and useful stuff up there. So I encourage you to go to that. You'll find that at unahern.com forward slash blog. That's U-N-A-H-E-A-R-N-E dot com forward slash blog. And then there's another thing that she's kind of on. We'll ask her a bit more about that in a minute, but it's called uh, Pillow Writers. And I believe... Yes, that's an MECFS writing group. So let's see if we can dial in in here. Bear with me. As usual, bear with me. <laughs> Una, how are you doing? How are you, Una? How's Hi, it how's it going? Pretty good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Delighted to be here with you. Thank you. You're very more than welcome. And, uh, so much more than welcome. Yeah. And well, blushing. Oh, I forgot <laughs> to do your bio. I better just give people a quick idea. Um, <laughs> So I mentioned ME CFS there and mm -hmm. uh, Una was first diagnosed with ME when she was 16. 16. And then she had a pretty bad relapse in 2016. Mm -hmm. And uh, we mentioned the blog past three years. Sorry. Oh, we'll get into all of that. Sorry, I missed yeah, the yeah. bio. It's, bit, grand. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but today we were playing with a couple of different ideas for the title, but it's it, it, the, the, the main things we're kind of going to touch on are acceptance, wellness and yeah. Balanced positivity and the balanced yeah. positivity is one I love to talk about, actually, uh -huh. as opposed to toxic positivity, which we'll uh -huh. probably get into. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we certainly will. <laughs> yeah. So, Una, could I, could I ask you then to start out, with, I suppose? Um, yeah, your life's journey, like how you, how you came from way back there to way up here now. Yes, <laughs> way up here. <laughs> up here. Um, yeah, sure, because... Uh, I think with acceptance, it's actually, um, it's useful to talk about an example. So I give my life story as the sort of example. So very briefly, I was diagnosed at 16 when I, I wasn't diagnosed with ME actually. I got glandular fever when I was 16 and that was my leaving cert year. And so I was out for a few months before the leaving cert did that while staying in bed most of the time. And, um, then I, I sort of, I got a little better over the summer. So everybody presumed that was it, you're well. But I didn't, I never actually recovered from it. Um, so I went to college then for five years and I worked for a year. But in college, I went to art college and the first year I was flying because I was so excited and I loved it all. And But I went slowly downhill over the years. And by the time I had, you know, one year working, I was absolutely shot. And so I couldn't work for the rest of my 20s. And at the time, of course, Emmy didn't exist. So I was told there was nothing wrong with me, but I literally couldn't work. So I went on the dole and, you know, which was a pain, but was all I could do at the time. I got well enough by age 30 to be able to work again. So I got kind of back to 50% normal energy and I was able to work so long as I was sleeping most of the rest of the time. And uh, then I discovered in 
around about the year 2000, I discovered a total passion for personal development and I wanted to be a coach, trainer and writer and did not see how I could do that because I was, you know, had to keep a job, pay the mortgage, you know, didn't have the money to study. You know, it was all kind of this is an impossible dream. But I worked away at it anyway. And 12 years later, I went out on my own as a life coach and uh, absolutely adored everything about it, everything I was doing. Um, coaching, I was running a personal development course called Designing Your Future, which I adored. It was successful and it was just, you know, so top, mm-hmm. absolutely top form. And uh, then in 2015, I had proved I had I could earn enough money to earn a living as long as I got out of Dublin, got rid of my mortgage. So I sold my apartment in 2015. And then at the end of 2015, I, really, I started having weird problems with my eyes and got those all checked out. Turned out it, there was nothing wrong with my eyes at all. And uh, the guy said, you know, oh, well, it's clearly neurological. And I went, well, that's not scary at all. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, uh, that's a nice friendly term, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> so um, I, I kind of knew that it was ME. But I'd been hiding it all those years because nobody believed in it. And, you know, the attitude mm. of people was just so oh, dismissive. There were some terms that people used to draw around like yuppie flu. Yuppie flu and absolutely. And, um, you know, so from the medical profession and general public, absolutely disastrous. So I just never used the term and I never spoke about it. I used to say my energy problem if I had to explain why I couldn't do something. Mm. But my friends were always totally supportive. I was really, really lucky. My friends always, I mean, they were hanging out with me. They could see there was something wrong. You know, I couldn't keep up with them. So there I was out on my own, flying high and relapsed. Now, I think I relapsed because I was so enthusiastic about the work I was doing. I loved it. So I was doing every every hour I could, I was working. Um, So it's unsurprising that I relapsed. But Um, um, Maybe a bit overstimulated, maybe completely overstimulated and you know and the the sort of boom and bust cycle I was totally doing that like overdo it crash overdo it crash you know it's crazy and I didn't because I've been in you know keeping it a secret kind of thing and I hadn't any connection with any other ME people there was a lot of symptoms I didn't know were ME you know and I only discovered them afterwards but um when we're, we're talking about acceptance you know the I, being in the personal development industry, you would think that I know the process and how to get there, but you know, it turns out I'm human being. <laughs> Who yeah, knew? It's kind of, I think it's it's kind of it, it is it's a personal journey for each person. I think totally, yeah, totally, and and different for each person. And um, so, 2016, while I knew there was something seriously wrong, I also had was you know hemorrhaging money in rent in Wicklow, and I hadn't bought a place. So I spent 2016 semi denial buying a house, moving and kind of going, I'll be fine. I just need to rest for a month. It'll be fine. Once I move in, I'll just rest and be fine. And pulling back and work, but still going, you know. One more coffee, I'll survive today. (laughs) Which? One more coffee and I'll survive today. Exactly. (laughs) Totally, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, And mortifying things like my landlord called around and he never called around. He called around a lovely fella, uh, called around one day. And of course, I'm in a heap on the couch and I'm just, I can't move. I can barely speak, you know, and he's like looking at me going, what have I let into my flat? And I'm like, I'll be fine, really. It's just a bad day, it's grand, you know. So um, 
so yes, the, the, the irony of this is one of the strongest beliefs that underlies my coaching is that it doesn't matter what your circumstances are in life. Your quality of life is far more dependent on your attitude and your choices, what goes on upstairs rather than, you know, the, the actual circumstances of your life. So it felt like life was throwing down the gauntlet and going, is that what you believe? OK, now prove it. so um i spent 2016 bouncing around um i think the grief cycle most people know that um well we could talk about that a bit because i think with covid and everything we spoke about this off the air around it uh um and i've 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 had bereavements and stuff like that and chris you have too and Mm. um, yeah so we're familiar with that um process and yeah everybody on this planet right now has a sense of loss absolutely Yeah. yeah And it's, it's um, for anybody who doesn't know it, but it's basically denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance is, is the kind of, broadly speaking, the process that you go mm. through. But it doesn't, it, nobody goes through it in that lovely organized manner. And certainly, you know, being personal development professional, I was like, you know, oh, I will deal with major crisis. Beautifully, I did not. I dealt with it like a five-year-old child who just had her toys taken away. It was just, you know, it was not pretty. But well, it's um, not. It never is, though. No, it's not, and it's not easy. And you don't have any choice. You have to go through the process. It's just, yeah. you know, it can you bring up a lot of stuff that maybe you weren't really dealing with. I think as uh-huh. well. Yeah, absolutely. So you get a load of stuff all at, when you, at your worst yeah. time. You get a load of stuff at the same time. Like. Yes, I always say to clients, it's life offering you the gift of development. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and I was, I, I reacted just the way my clients did. You know, it's kind of like, well, I don't want us. I'm developed <laughs> enough. I don't need any more character building. Life go away. But yeah, so the denial part of it was this is not happening. So I was semi doing that for the entire year of 2016. This is not happening. I'll be fine. I'll just go out mm-hmm. and do this training course and be fine. Um, the anger, it's not fair. This shouldn't be happening to me. Why me? Why me? Yeah, absolutely. And also, again, because I was being successful and really helping people and, you know, getting like people were turning their lives around and getting amazing results. And I was like, but I'm doing good in the world. I shouldn't be sick. You know, I should be less do my good in the world. And, uh, and the depression, um, I think I had a bit of an advantage because I also have depression since childhood, since birth. Mm. So I would have natural ups and downs in the year. And so I had got very familiar with how depression works for me. So I was able to surf it quicker, get out of it quicker, come to terms with it quicker. And and you have your own coping mechanisms. kind of. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I had been quite seriously depressed as a late in my late teens and I got out of that on my own without diagnosis or help and so I knew how it works for me and what to do about it you know how to operate so I think that was an advantage I didn't get too badly hit by that but anybody who has you know major events in life bereavement job loss illness anything like that it's very normal. You're going to be depressed at some point. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's to be expected yeah. almost. Yeah, know. absolutely. And, and that's of, of course, when you're depressed, your body releases all sorts of chemicals to try and... <clears throat> totally, yeah. Like there's the loneliness chemical, which reduces your immune system, your healing, like, you know. Absolutely. It's not the greatest state for getting well. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, and, the, and the, the kind of thought process in that, the reason for depression is really it's always going to be like this 
this is mm. terrible. It's a disaster. It's the end of my life. And it's always going to be like this, you know, so there's it's very normal feelings yeah. and you can't avoid them. You can't not feel that stuff. You have to go through it. Um, but the, the, there was two insights that I got uh, the next year. That's 2016. I did not do well. 2017, when I was settled in my gorgeous little house, um, I, I started to face it. You know, I, I went kind of, okay, well, this is actually happening. And I was lying on the couch, pasted to the couch one day, you know, not able to move, going, this is ridiculous. My life is passing me by. I should be out there helping the world. And I'm lying here doing nothing. You know, this is horrendous. And then I suddenly realized it was just like the wet fish of reality slapping me in the face. <laughs> my life isn't passing me by this is my life. Yeah. This is what's happening now. <laughs> and I need to get real about that and get on with the business of living it, yeah. you know? So that was one insight. And the why me was the other insight. Again, another wet fish of reality slap in the face was, well, why not me? Yeah. Why would, Absolutely. why would, you know, why would anybody be picked to yeah. be sick? You I, know, I, I, had a, I had a similar experience like that, uh, with a, with a kind of tragic bereavement. And, uh, when I, I was, I'll admit, like I was at the edge, you know what I mean? I was really oh. in a really bad place. Yeah. And yeah. what kind of stopped me going over the edge was like what you're talking about there was I realized bad things happen every day. Yeah. And this time it's happening to me. Yeah. And that is a fact of life. And I, that yeah. would just, just a little, to get a little bit of reality and a bit of realism in there, that was, yeah. that was, that helped anchor me. Absolutely. It's a huge, uh, uh, move forward to get there yeah yeah mm. really is and it's not easy because it just doesn't seem well that was my lowest right. like that was that realization came at my lowest points like absolutely yeah that's mm. what i mean you have to go through it because actually yeah. you can't get the understanding and the the gifts that are in every bad experience you can't get them unless you're going through the process you know feeling the feelings um yeah so it's kind of i there isn't a way of avoiding it. This, this actually leads us into toxic positivity. Mm. Um, mm. The sort of, you know, happy, clappy, put a smile on your face and fake it till you make it. You're happy and successful. Yeah. And, the word toxic is is a heavy is is the is the important part of that. Yeah, like toxic positivity. Absolutely, okay. yeah, because positivity is really important. It's really it's. Mm really important to um, choose a better feeling thought when you can. But when you're in a natural feeling of, you know, what we call negative feelings, fear, anger, depression, and it's natural and completely normal, you have to feel that. Yeah. And if you don't feel it, you will suppress it and it will come up and bite you later. Yeah. Worse, harder. It, really, it comes back harder, I think. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. It absolutely. only takes that last straw <laughs> and then totally. you're gone. Totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Philip K. Dick had it in one of his books, um, uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheeps? Oh, I've never yeah. read that. That sounds... It's, it's Blade Runner, but like, okay. it's much funnier. Okay. And there's, there's a box that, you know, you can program your feelings with this box. Okay. And the, guy, and the guy's wife has decided to set one hour aside a day to be depressed. Because she says that's healthy, you have to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wish it worked like that. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But, you know, 
it's just the idea that you do have to feel bad sometimes. Absolutely, it's completely you know, it's, that's natural. That's part of nature. Yeah, it is. Part, yeah. It's like there's there, like feelings have their place. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and 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 even chemically, a feeling is a cascade of chemicals, mm. and it goes through you and out. And you know, positive feelings are the same. They they pass through you, and you know you experience them. Anything you suppress is going to cost you. It costs you double the energy because you have that feeling, which is energy itself, yeah. and then you're suppressing it. So you're actually exhausted trying not to feel it. That's the word, Whereas, so, you, know, is yeah. you exhaust yourself. Down Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so feeling them and acknowledging them. And um, my favorite teacher on this is Thich Nhat Hanh because he describes um, when these negative feelings come up, go and take care of them. Yeah. Go and sit and be with the feeling and cradle it like a baby and acknowledge that it's there. And it's, That's it. yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I actually set myself aside time in the morning when I wake up to worry about things. Oh, that's great. And I'm not yeah. that organized. No, but you know, I wake up and I'm, I, I wake up, I have my alarm set a bit before I have to get out of bed and do anything. And I just lie there and I let myself think of all the problems I'm going to come across in the day and just. That's brilliant. Give them, give them, give them, give them a little bit of airing, you know? Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, I like that. I, I don't do anything except curse the world when I wake up. I'm not a morning person. All right, <laughs> I am a morning person. I kind of blink into existence, like fully formed, oh, you know? Yeah, I think it's really important. Self-knowledge and self-awareness is really important Yeah. in all of this stuff because what works for one person won't work for another person. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we are all unique packages. So I think sharing what worked for us is really important because it can give you ideas and, and be really helpful. Mm. But then understanding that not something that ne worked for one person is not necessarily going to. And that's a brilliant example because, you know, if I tried to get up Do and think in the morning, it just my head would explode. It would just yeah. you know. Whereas oh, actually yeah. I do an equivalent. I download before going to sleep. I write yeah. a journal before going to sleep. So yeah, yeah. it's the same thing, basically. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, opposite yeah. ends of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important in all of it is finding what works for you. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's to do with digesting what's going on as well. Give yeah. your time and, and yourself time and space to just, as you say, download or digest yeah. the things. And, and that's something I'll, I'll often say to some friends of mine, you know, without mentioning names or anything like a good friend of mine was, he was having a bit of a rough time and that's I said to him look you're overloaded right now you, you just mm. accept that you got to be gentle with yourself over the next period and you know just relax down a bit and just accept that you got to give this a bit of time and don't make it worse or, or struggle with it just give your chance yourself a chance to digest what 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 you've just gone through yeah. like yeah the processing it's so important and, and to do it in a way and at a time that suits you. Mm -hmm. It's actually, um, that's the reason why acceptance is so important because the opposite to acceptance is resistance. The, mm -hmm. If this is not happening and it shouldn't be happening and all of that, it takes a huge amount of energy mm -hmm. and then you, you and it also keeps you stuck in that position. You can't move forward. So the, and the gentleness and what you're talking about, being kind to yourself, being gentle with yourself, that's, absolutely crucial to recognize that you've got stuff to process to what did you say digest digest, digest absolutely the, that 
And I think that's true of COVID as well for everybody. Everybody's been through this weird experience and people think they're just going to go back and take up where they left off. But actually there's quite a lot of processing and thinking to be done, Mm -hmm. you know, for everybody. Mm. Yeah. And and when we go back to depression and talk about depression and stuff, for me, it was something I kind of realised is that, you know, sometimes he, 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 until I got to a point where I was able to recognise it, I didn't know I was depressed until I was way yeah. down. Yeah. You know, and that I think that's another part of it that, and with everyone right now, as a coping mechanism, we've probably had to detach ourselves a bit from our feelings because it's been such a traumatic experience. And that Absolutely. is that is a coping mechanism that can, but it's a short term one, I would say. Yeah. It's not it's a really, plaster. It's a plaster when you it need stitches. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and yet, it, you know, and it is a survival mechanism. It is very important to do it when we need to do it, but then to look when we need to look. It, the anxiety levels globally, I mean, they were up anyway which is cultural and a different thing. But um, over COVID, like everybody's anxiety level went up and you can't just leave that because it won't come down again unless you intervene. You know, it it comes, it's very habit forming anxiety. Yeah. You know, if you worry about things and... It can be a vicious cycle. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it's very common. And it's, you know, it's it's kind of, I think that idea of taking time and being kind and gentle is the antidote to stress. It's it's mm. the thing that works mm. against stress. And we are all too stressed nowadays. If they put me in charge of the world, I'd sort it out. But <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it, don't we? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I was going to talk about... Um, what happens when you reach acceptance, the, the kind of the, the reward for doing the work to get there is that that's when actually the possibilities start opening up and you, you begin to live maybe a different life, but you begin to live again, you know? Mm. So I think that's really, um, it's kind of a key point in the whole process. It's the turnaround point. Um, although I have to, uh, just a caveat there, mm. acceptance is not a switch. It isn't a, like, you know, no. there was a moment for me on the couch where I realized this is my life and I accepted it. But I practice daily acceptance because I get very frustrated all the time because I can't do everything I want to do. So I, you know, I have five things I want to do. You can pick one and do that and that's it. Mm. So I get really frustrated about that. So I have to go, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for today, that's okay. Yeah. So I think it's kind of a, a daily practice. Um, but it's also the point at which I started looking, I started reaching out, you know, and kind of I joined the ME Ireland group on Facebook. I actually contacted IMET, uh, uh, Irish ME Trust, and they put me onto the Facebook group. And that just was a revelation for me because there was all these people going through exactly what I was going through. They explained symptoms I'd had for years that I didn't know were ME, you know, and I was thinking, oh, that's me too. Oh, that's me too. Who knew? You know. (laughs) I had the the exact same experience here and also through IMET who um, have been a huge uh, point of support for me and and, and coming out last Christmas, you know, was a real bummer, you know, and um, second Christmas in lockdown, not seeing the family and stuff was quite tough and especially just not saying the family wasn't good, you know, and, um, you know, like you said, I decided to reach out 
Oh. And I, I had been getting emails for a long time from IMET and I decided, hey, they're, they're doing they're doing bits and pieces. So why not? I'll get in touch. And I just went from there. And like you said, I think when I once I got chatting to other patients and kind of realized, well, hey, I know I'm not alone, but not only that, but th- these people know exactly where I'm yes. at. And yeah. it was strange to be like all these other little things that I ha- weren't on my radar as an ME yeah. thing. And even personality wise, though, and like yeah. there were loads of teachers. And I, I suppose, Una, Una, I mean, you're not a teacher, but what a big part of what you do is teaching. Really, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So there, there was all lots of very like interesting stuff like that. Um, yeah. That needs study, actually, I think. Um, hopefully we're kind of getting yeah, there yeah. now. Yeah, it was. I found that you're not alone. You can know that intellectually, but actually it's when you're in the group. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually had that with depression as well. I didn't, I got diagnosed in my mid thirties and I had always avoided support groups because I thought I don't want to be with a whole load of people who are all about their depression and holding on to it and being, you know, this is all I am. Mm. And, you know, how arrogant was I? Um, Well, maybe it's just, maybe it's just when you did get to the point when you did it, you were in the right place to get That's the benefit absolutely because yeah absolutely there's a right time for things and so it was in my 40s and I walked into an aware group in Dublin and it happened to be a really good really well run group and I walked in the door and aware on it, 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 it uh, where? They, the one on Angel Street in the Carmelite yeah. Centre we, we, um, oh yeah we, we actually, amazing. they're a group we want to get in touch with soon, actually. Oh, yeah. They yeah. they were just amazing mm-hmm. and uh, really, really good facilitation. And it takes a lot to walk in the room. Even for me, like I advocate asking for help and I'm terrible at asking for help because I'm like, I'm the coper. I'm the one who sorts everybody else out. I can't ask for help. So I walked in. Yeah shaken and this motley group of people I would never have normally met just from all sorts of backgrounds all sorts of ages and you know looks and everything and just like the minute I walked in the room I went oh my god this is my tribe I feel at home and then when they started talking about things I was like oh yeah and it was just it was so I learned more in that group about depression than I did from books it was just amazing to share experiences and um, it's a bit like I feel like as well, a bit of a weight comes off you that you didn't even know was there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everyone else is helping you carry the cross, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you realize it's just being a human being. It's not that I have this great burden that nobody knows about and nobody understands. It's, it's actually I'm just yeah, a human being. The thing, the thing is about depression, like it does isolate you because oh. you feel like it's only you. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's 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 very internalizing. Yeah. And I think there's there's um, I've always had amazing friends. I've never felt isolated, but uh, I absolutely can see how you would. Mm. And I definitely felt different because none of them had experienced it. But um, it was the sort of there is something super supportive about talking to people who know from the inside what you're going through. Yeah. And it was the same with the ME website. It was like our Facebook group. It was like. Oh, this is just all, you know, it's sort of like validating nearly mm. that this is not my imagination. It's, it's, it's part of acceptance. It <laughs> yeah. really is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And, and asking for help is another part of acceptance, yeah. I think, as yeah. well. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, it is. And that's, I struggled with that, but I got good at it because I found myself advising clients to look for help. You know, now a coach does not give advice. So that's not coaching, but I would also, you know, if 
I kind of, if I saw a need somewhere, I would kind of suggest maybe. Um, But taking my own advice was like, yeah. Well, I don't need it. I'm fine. I'll do it on my own. Have a guess which profession has the most heart attacks. Uh, oh, we must be cancelling then. <laughs> no, cardiologists. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Makes so much sense. That's what, yeah. yeah. Uh, all the best teachers in personal development will tell you we're teaching what we need to know. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense, though, because, I mean, where 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 that's who you're going to learn the best from is people who are who have to do that all the time or working yeah. on it all the time through our whole Absolutely. lives. Absolutely, like, yeah, yeah. And there's the other old catchphrase: "Do what I say, not what I do." <laughs> <laughs> And that was the wonderful Una Hearn, life coach, career coach, wellness professional. Wonderful, wonderful guest. Great lady to speak with. Really inspiring stuff and insightful conversation there. All about wellness and acceptance and self-awareness was a big thing that kept on coming up. And uh, we'll have Una back soon. And she's got a great website. You can learn a bit about her on that. But I think the main thing she's working on, has been focusing on is her writing. And she, she has a blog. She's active in Pillow Writers. There's details in the description on that, guys. And don't forget as well to check out the Can Projects website. The link is in the description as well, where we love to talk and learn and share culture, arts, nature and wellness. And if, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com. That's canprojects.info at gmail.com. And thanks so much. We really enjoyed that. Looking forward to the next show too. Oh, and also um, it is uh, Aware uh, Mental Health Awareness Week and uh, Depression Awareness Month. So it was really lovely to have Una in to talk about all that stuff. It's, it's, it's a subject we do like to talk about here um, openly, you know. I think it is something that we need to shine a bit of a light on. So thanks again, Una Hearn. <laughs>